Hello everyone, my name is Kayla. And I'm Padma. And this is Chicks. Slicks. And other unrealistic representations. So we are back again with Dead Poet Society with uh, Robin Williams and some other actors. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't remember their names. I feel like I Ethan Hawke, that's the only person I know. Because he had, like, a career after. He did? He was in Before Sunrise. That's who he is. Wait, no, no, he's not. Yes. Hold on. I know, right? He was in Before Sunrise and a bunch of movies. He looks so different, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He's, like, an actual man. What? Is he Todd? Yeah. I'm crying. Okay, well. I know. That's weird. And actually, That's and then I saw this, like, TED Talk that Ethan Hawke did, and it, like, really inspired me. I don't know. He seemed like this very, like, introspective person, and his TED Talk was just kind of rambling, but it was about creativity, and it, like, inspired me. Anyways. Yeah. I know. So, yeah. Dead Poets <laughs> Society. Um, yeah. This is a pretty, it's a pretty, it's not that sad, but it's relatively sad. It's very sad. It's because, because the end toward the end it's sad right but that um sort of defines the movie when you well, when people yeah, when think about dead Poets society yeah of course you're that punch i feel like gut. even the name kind of has like this general like cloud hanging over the right. film so like you're having fun at the beginning but at the back of your mind you're like why is it dead Poets? yeah dead po- it has like that ominous yeah feel exactly dare i say like the dark academia or that's what people like i would say that dark. No, but when people look up, like, the dark academia aesthetic or they whatever... That movie? They'll get, yeah, like, clips and scenes from that movie. And it's not like, well, the dark does come in the end. Yeah. And the beginning is all lighthearted and... Yeah. The boys because are just having fun. Because you know. That's what, that makes to... the tragedy more tragic. Yeah. Because... Of that promise of life. Yeah. That was taken away. Squandered. Yep. If you will. So, obviously, spoilers... Spoilers. I mean... It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of you guys were probably born after this movie came out, so... Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, there's... Okay, so the plot is... There's... It's a prep school. A, a boy prep school. Mm-hmm. Prep school for boys. And there's a new English teacher, Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mr. Keating. Yes. And he is the English teacher. And he teaches the boys to... Seize the day, carpe diem. Yes. But the headmaster is not a fan of that. Nope. And neither is one of the main character's father. And right. Because basically their English teacher, he inspires Neil and he's like, I'm going to go pursue acting. Yeah. Because it's what I've been wanting to do forever. Yeah. So then he goes and he gets the main the lead, lead role in, in Midsummer's Night Dream. Dream. Even though his father's like, don't do it. He does it. He performs in the play. His father sees him. And then... They try to send him to military school. Yeah. And he shoots himself. Yes. And then Mr. Keenan gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. So... They kind of pin the blame all on Mr. Keating. Yeah. Even though it's his dad that did that. It's his dad. There's so many factors. But yeah, so... Initial thoughts of the movie. My first thought was, wow, this is a lot of cute guys in one spot. No, it was, yeah. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, by the end of the movie, I was sobbing. I was so devastated. <laughs> like, I was like, because I didn't know. When I first watched it, no idea of like, suicide yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I was like, of course his dad's going to accept him. It's going to be fine. There's going to be like that Disney movie moment. Yeah. And like, his dad's going to be like, okay, son. Go pursue acting. Yeah. Carpe diem. Yeah. But no. No. And just the tension building up in that entire suicide scene. Yeah. He's just going down and it's so methodical and I'm just sitting there like, this better not be what I think it is. No, no, no. And then it happens and I'm just sobbing for, there's like 20 minutes left of the movie. Just I'm getting tears in my eyes right now because it's When I first watched it, I fell asleep. What? <laughs> I think I woke up during that part and I was like, what's going on? Oof. But uh, when I watched it recently, I didn't cry, but toward the end when they all like stood up on their desks. Yeah. Another okay, moment. Listen, that was a good tears. scene, but also there's like this SNL skit <laughs> that, like, <laughs> makes fun of it. So that's all I could 
think of, but oh, it's no. fine. It's fine. But no, it's a really, it's a really powerful scene, even though. I mean, what happens? They probably because like if you look in the class, not everyone stood up. Right. So like those, they probably just got expelled, and then everyone moved on with their lives. I don't think they got expelled. I because it doesn't make sense for you to expel what like fifteen boys at a time. It was like, like six that were standing. It was well, I'm sure there were more behind the frame, but no, it just doesn't make sense to expel them for that. I'm pretty sure they got in trouble or whatever, but like, didn't Charlie get expelled? Charlie got expelled, but then Charlie wouldn't have signed the document to um, send away Mr. to send away Mr. Keating. So I mean, that was already going to happen. But the other, they just stood on their desks. Yeah, and it was just a moment. I liked that shot when it was like some people sitting down and some people standing up, and I feel like it kind of embodied like, um, you know, not everyone chooses to grasp their life by the reins. No, know? I think it's just they just need more time to grow up and they will eventually. No, no, no. That That's shot when they're it. on their desk. Right, when they're on their desk, you see the people that have, like, fully understood what Mr. Keating is teaching them. Yeah, exactly. Them. The people that are sitting down, they'll just take more time. They just haven't no, reached the point. No, but some people just don't. Some people just pass through life. See, I don't think... Well, then those some people will end up like that headmaster, Mr. Nolan. Exactly, that was the point. Those who sat down and conformed did not get the point and probably won't because by the time... See, I think what Mr. Keating was trying to do was that for a lot of people, once you move past your youth, it's very difficult to see life in different ways. It's very difficult to grasp different perspectives, yeah. particularly one that idealizes this um, vibrancy and livelihood. Yeah. And so... If you don't do it, if you don't grasp it as early as possible, especially in the adolescence, in like adolescence, it's probably never going to happen. Um, or it happens too late. Too late. That's true. So I, I just well, what I realized from that scene is maybe they'll realize too. I just think they just need more time to understand what Mr. Keating was telling them, and but who's going to show them? Right, that's Mr. something Keating. they'll figure out on their own, I think. And then yeah. they'll look back and they'll say, I think everyone realizes at some point. I don't think that's fair to say I think everyone. I'm not saying everyone. I'm saying there are some people who just pass through life without. Yeah, and I feel sad for those people. Sure. But I just think there's just more time for them to grow up and they'll realize it. Even you could say Mr. Keating what if he didn't realize it till he was, what, in his 30s or whatever? And he was like... No, but they kind of hinted at it I, in the whole, like, when they brought out his annual. Which is crazy that they say <laughs> annual instead of yearbook. Yeah. But, like, he, like, started the Devpo Society. And, like, he was the most likely person to do anything. Right. And, like, he's always been, like, this, you know, vibrant spirit. Right. So he's just trying to t- teach it back. Yeah. To your children. The impressionable youth. The impressionable Ooh, here's a good question. Do you think that Neil found out too late about about wanting to act about living your life about living oh if neil found out too late that's interesting um that's hard because even what the redhead cameron i remember his line it's like well, if Neil never found out, he'd be upstairs studying chemistry right now, and, like, his life would be completely different. See, that's the thing. That's... But it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not Neil, like, finding out had nothing to do with it. It's just, like, the circumstances around him wouldn't allow him to Well, what if he that. had, like, found out earlier, you know? Maybe he would have... It could have... Right. It would have... Maybe he wouldn't never have gone to that school, you know? No, been... but the thing is, it's his dad. It's the pressure around him so well, his parents his still parents... would have just sent him to the military school maybe three years before but i feel I like his think... parents expected a certain um, attitude from him and they were completely shocked when they didn't get that exactly. you know like when parents have unruly kids they just yeah. kind of work around it for most <laughs> of the time because it's very difficult to like suppress that yeah but if parents like have this kid and you know this is very common for like kids who are you know, in households where they don't feel like they can express themselves, they think, okay, this is what my child is. They're just obedient. They're playing. Yeah. They're normal. They're, like, going to succeed. I don't have to worry about them. And then all of a sudden, they, like, do all these different things, and they're like, oh, I don't know who you are. Like, I yeah. know you best. This isn't you. Like, no, I've just been hiding myself from you, and you right. don't know who I am. So, I like, think, if... I think it's slightly different because even if... Like, look at that father. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what kid he had... 
you'd be throwing him in a military school. You'd be, like, disciplining him like crazy. I think that's what he expects out of his son. What he says, my son, his, and he wants him to be a doctor and go to Harvard. I don't think that expectation would change. Okay. I think that's how he's raising his kid, to do what the father wants. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want his kid to do what he wants, See, no matter what. I think I'd disagree a little bit because I feel like if it would have come a little bit earlier... At least Neil probably wouldn't have felt as trapped, you know, because it was all of a sudden he had like this opportunity. He It's not even this opportunity to escape. He was in a room without any doors and he didn't know what a door was. And then all of a sudden a door appeared and he was like, oh, yeah. shit, these exist. Yeah. And so like when he felt that he had an out with acting and then it was taken away from him, he literally thought, like, this is the end. I, I have nothing else other than this. So yeah. maybe if earlier on he would have, like, come to terms with the fact that, like, okay, I can wait a little bit, like, from out from under my father's roof. Like, it's fine. I do have time to, like, still do this I thing. I think he could wait because then what? He'll just go to Harvard and his dad will be like, you're going to be a doctor now. And yeah, but be in doing college, that degree it's and... easier to, like, do extra I know. That's a, I, so I don't know if it helps earlier or whatever but if Neil just it's just hard in that repressive environment he felt like he couldn't do anything yeah so then there's the question of like you can't like he can't like justify suicide and like he can't he, yeah but I mean, he felt so trapped that's what it led to yeah but you know the thing is like here's the I mean I guess we should have said trigger warning suicide <laughs> discussions yeah. of suicide but it, there's always a way out, you know? Like, that's there's always... always. Yeah, we're, this is just a blanket statement. Hey, yeah. there's always a way out. There's always... Always. A, it, like, however you feel now, it's temporary. It's always temporary. But making that choice is very permanent. So please don't It impacts do it. everyone it, around it, you. Yes. And it's not even... Like, don't even, like, worry about... Don't even think about the crushing pressure of, oh my gosh, this is going to impact other people. Like... Don't focus on that feeling. Don't let that feeling yeah. become the end, the terminal mindset, you know. Um, just a blanket statement. Suicide right. is not good. But um, <clears throat> I liked what you said about, uh, gosh, what did you say? Oh, the thing that Cameron said, like he would be yeah, like, up he would in just his room. So I think the movie kind of, it's a bad question, but it does ask the audience, like, is it better to live short but, like, you know, carpe diem sees the day? Yeah. Or, like, you know, live longer but not be expressed to the your full potential? Right. Like, what are the consequences of, like, expressing yourself and everything? And exactly. I think it does explore that. Mr. Keaton himself does say, like, you have to, like, remember there are consequences. Right? That is when, true. Right, When right. Charlie, he does a thing of, like... Oh, girls should come to the school. Mr. Keating isn't proud of that. He yeah. didn't encourage that type of behavior. Yeah. But there, I think that was a little warning. Yeah, that's true. Foreshadowing. 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 It's like, yeah, these because kids just was. took it to the extreme. Yeah, there was a consequence for Neil's actions. But the yes. thing is, we see the aftermath. The movie did not just end with his suicide. Right. It went on to now his friends are suffering. And right. there was this beautiful scene, like in the snow. And I was like, yeah. snow. They're doing the whole thing of like, so, like, winter can symbolize, you know, like, uh, the coming of death. Yeah. Or, in this case, I think it was the combination of innocence and death. So, like, the death of innocence, in yeah. this case. Gorgeous scene in the snow. But, like, his friends are suffering, and then Mr. Keating gets fired. Right. And, like, there's all these different consequences there's afterwards. There's so many consequences. Yeah. So, I think the movie just telling you, it's just that fine line between seizing the day or taking it too far. You yeah. Have to, you have to... Be right in the middle. You have to... That's the main lesson. Live to your fullest potential without... I don't know. Going to the extreme. I had had something in my head, but it it went away. Yeah, I can't go to the extreme. But that's sad. And it's the thing... Like, Neil didn't even, like, go to the extreme. That's the heartbreaking part. All he did was, like, starting to play. Well... And then... I mean, well, suicide. I feel like that was him. That was his final... I'm going to seize the day. I know. That was his final expression of himself. And then, of course, it's all, like, dramatized. and Yeah. 
it's like I mean, weirdly the beautiful character. the way that they of course made it. yeah but like you know let's not romanticize suicide I know but right so then you could argue do you think the movie does yeah I mean obviously 100% it romanticizes everything it romanticizes life yeah essentially like sure it thinks that like oh by having a death and Mr. Keating gets fired we're like gritty and raw but no this is very much like I mean, I, I told you this earlier. It's like, yeah. uh, it's a it's a deep fake movie. It's a movie like <laughs> if you want to turn off your brain, but like think that you like done something thoughtful or like philosophical, just watch this movie because there's a lot yeah. that it's it's just kind of like you know seize the day. But like, what if you don't have? These are all a bunch of rich kids. Of course, they can fucking seize the I day. Know. And like, they're like, it's all a bunch of like boys and like like you said, boys will be boys and like yeah, there's. No, it's all white people. It's really... I know, and in their environment, seize the day is very easy. To yeah, exactly. Do. And the young boys just capture that. Yeah, and that's all they have. Yeah, I know, but it's still a good movie. It's still good. Yeah, of course. It won for the Academy Award for screenplay. Screenplay. And wasn't it nominated? Robin Williams was nominated. Not Robin. Yeah, he was nominated, and then it was nominated for Best Picture. Yes. I don't know what one that year, but. When did it come out? 1980? 19-something. Right? And then you have to think, well, back back then, which not even that long ago. But then the idea of, like, oh, suicides, people don't have that conversation about it the way they do now. Don't do it. Yeah. And in general, I mean, it's just going to be easier to make a movie with the white people. And it's based on a book, too. Okay. So then... No, I'm not saying it's bad to make a movie about white people. I know, I know. <laughs> it's fine. It's no, fine. It's just like, you know, you have to take that caveat. Into consideration. Like, yeah, it's like, here's a little disclaimer. Hey. Yeah. You know. You know what it reminded me of? Like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've never seen when, that movie. You've never seen that movie? No. I saw it over quarantine, maybe around the same time I watched this movie, I think. So oh. maybe I, like, connected them. But same idea. He's, like, a rich white kid, too, and he's just, like... We're just going to, like, take the day off and, like, skip school. So yeah. then, like, go around and do whatever. And then he has this one friend that's, like, very uptight. And he's like, my father doesn't want me to do this. And he has this really nice car. And it's kind of that idea Ferris, like, teaches his friend to, like, quote, unquote, seize the day. Yeah. And, like, just whatever. It's, like, a day and we're in high school. Yeah. And then in my mind, that connected of, like, wow, look at these rich white kids just, like, going about and doing whatever. And in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, there were no consequences for Ferris oh, Bueller at all. That's like the ultimate feel-good movie. Right, that's right. Because <laughs> he's like, what does he say? He's like, you've only got one life or live it. Or he has like these very like cheesy quotes that like you can imagine like on a Pinterest board. Oh and, my like, gosh. Just live your life and do whatever you want. Like that's the feel of that movie. Yeah. And then Dead Poet Society. Yeah, feel like live your life. But then maybe they just explore the darker parts of what that means. I liked, I wrote down a lot of quotes from this movie. So, like, the first one, obviously, so, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. That's the one where he talks about carpe diem. He's mm-hmm. like, this is the translation from the poem, but this is, like, the English. And I like that, you know, while you have a chance. Yeah. See, I think this movie really talks about, <laughs> I guess, opposed to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> it's like there is a time limit. You have an, a specific lot of time to do it. This is why it's important, you know. Yeah. You know, life has meaning because of death and yada, yada, yada. Um, and it talks a lot about... I like the way that it talks about art and yeah. poetry and English. Yeah. And so, it, like, it says, like, poetry, beauty, romance, love. These are the things that we stay alive for. Right, which in their environment is, what, that academic, like, we want to, like, get our careers going yeah. and then make yeah. a lot of money. And the idea of exploring, well, because I like that it was an English teacher, obviously. Yeah. You had to explore, like, these different sides that, I mean, especially for teenage boys, you don't think that they would click, like, poetry yeah, and romantics and stuff like that. I mean, the movie kind of does a blend of, like, oh, these are, they're romantics, but they're also teenage boys. Like, in one of the scenes right. during their, like, little poet society meeting, yeah. one of the boys, like, writes a poem on a, on a porn magazine, which I is know. very... <laughs> characteristic uh, yeah yeah that's true they blend it together yeah it's cute it's cute it's 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 and good I, until it's not it's it, happy until it's not right and then i like the part obviously they rip out the intro in the book 
Because the idea is ridiculous of, like, graphing poetry and, oh, like, yeah. trying oh my to, gosh. like, numerically scale that's, its value. Yeah. Like, that's how, that's the environment they're living in. That's, <laughs> exactly. like, the before. And yeah. we get to, like, see that stark contrast of, like, no, that's not what poetry is. <laughs> and it's more important about what they feel and than, like, straight up analyzing. Which is missing, and obviously our education oh yeah definitely because what are we told to do like ap lit exams there's like poetry full-on analyze it we don't care how you feel that's they do not care at all they want what is the exact term of this poem and like what what is the mood tone whatever whatever i mean i feel like the essay portion the uh what's it called the bubble multiple choice portion yeah of uh, ap lit that that does that it really just kind of quantifies literature and like writing right but I think the essay kind of gives you a little bit of leeway because the yep. more impassioned that it is, like, sure, you do have to use, like, specific words right. and text, but that's general. Like, if you want to be taken seriously in, like, analysis and academia, you have to sound at least somewhat educated. Yeah. But I feel like the ones, the essays that do well have a voice to them, you know? No, but that's just students find creativity within a kind of, like, very structured yeah, that's essay. True, that's true. Like our creativity is not an expression of myself mm-hmm. in this essay. Yeah. It's just like I know how to phrase a nice sentence yeah. and yeah, there's a voice, but it's not like how do I feel about this poem? Yeah. It's very different than writing about I feel like what that poem is. But you like that type of writing I'm and you like that analysis type writing. That's my niche. Just yeah. analyzing things. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't do when <laughs> I read a poem. Listen, li- I, will, I will watch a movie, I'll read a book, I'll do anything. See, that's your mindset. I, I take notes. Different. And I yeah, quantify yeah. it and put it into little boxes because that's what I do. It, it makes you excited. <laughs> I does. do not like that. I mean, analysis, I mean, obviously we do our own analysis without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the idea of like... Putting it pen to paper. Yeah, yeah and like... I try to think about how does it interact with me specifically Ooh, rather okay. than... So you just internalize and, it yeah. without expressing it. Yeah. And, like, obviously we're doing, like, analysis right now. Yeah. But I... Uh, I think it's interesting the way that you just kind of, like, pull it out of yourself. Like, I have to... I don't to, take notes. I have yeah. to write it down or else yeah. it will be lost in the wind. Yeah. I think maybe that's just a me thing. Like, generally, if I have thoughts... Or, like, like when I write my poems, I have yeah. to stop everything. If I get an idea, I have to stop everything, finish the poem, because it's going to be lost if I don't do it. I mean, yeah, it's I the same thing too. with, like, if I watch something and, like, I, I have, like, stuff in my head, I have to write it down because it's going to be lost if I don't. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not forgetful. I just, there's a lot of thoughts up here. Yeah. So you want to just be in the moment. Exactly. Remember what you were thinking while you were watching. Exactly. Yeah. Well... I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I See, I'm having a hard time even analyzing my own thought process because it just kind of happens. Like, I just, like, go with it and I'm like, That's so what, funny. what do I do? I don't know. Wow. I just... I just talk. I'm just self-centered because I'm no, like, I know exactly not. how I think. It's not self-centered. That means you, like, you know yourself and, like, you know how you work, which is good. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> um, Anyways, so, yeah. Um, it had ripped out the parts of their books. Yeah. And then it just, that's like the beginning of Mr. Keaton's craziness. And I love that they think he's like super crazy. Yeah. But I mean, he's, he's not, not that yeah. unorthodox or whatever. Yeah. It's just, again, in that environment where everyone else is like, sit in your desk and don't talk unless I call on you. Yeah. Mr. Keaton is having him like stand on desks and march around. I think it's funny. Every Robin Williams movie has to have him doing impressions. Like oh, yeah. It's, in it's his a contract. requirement. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure most of them are just improv, too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. They're, he just, like, goes I off think the script. it's so interesting watching him in that role because I'm like, yeah. how much of this is non-scripted? Uh, right. Because that's just how good he is. Yeah. Well, that's that's the type of actor that he was. Yeah. That was his expression of his talent. Right. Rip Robin Williams. Yeah. And- oh, can we do some character analyses because yeah. I feel like each of the boys kind of represents like a different type of mindset you know start um, with Todd yeah sure yeah so I actually I'm so glad that you talked about that because I looked at a quote just now that from the movie mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I think it's Mr. Keating he analyzes Todd like when he's doing the poem thing yeah 
Um, Mr. Anderson thinks everything inside of him is worthless and embarrassing. And I was like, ooh, yeah. that's a type of teenager. That's a type of yeah. teenager. Definitely. He has, it's again, like that low self-esteem, low confidence. He yeah. doesn't think anyone, he doesn't feel like he deserves anyone to listen to him Yeah. in the first place. And, you know, they kind of talk about why, like, his parents got him the, the same, same desk set, set yeah. for, for his birthday as they yeah. did last year. Like, Sounds like they don't pay attention Exactly, and so he just kind of internalized that, I guess, I don't yeah. have any meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's very common for adults to just kind of dismiss teenagers and be so. like, until you're an adult, you're pretty much worthless, <laughs> is what a lot. Yeah. It's that, yeah. His parents just don't pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting um, that the movie follows his perspective from the beginning, other than Neil's. Does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, it does kind of switch a little bit, but, like, yeah. around... But right. yeah, we do start with him. We do start with him, yeah. and we end with him. And mm-hmm. it, it, like his journey isn't as like d- dramatic as Neil's. Like it doesn't even. You, actually, his journey is the quietest out of all of them. I think. But it's pretty strong. You know, it's very, it's, yeah, it's because like he's the, the first one to stand up. He's the first one. That's his big moment. Yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Just finally standing up and speaking his mind. You know. Yeah. And. Yeah. I think it's interesting because, you know, it's probably, it's obviously common for, like, survivors to, like, think this, but I feel like he was very, he was very affected by Neil's death. Yeah. And I feel like he was they probably thinking. best friends. Yeah. He was probably thinking, like, why was it him and not, like, why am I still alive? You yeah. know? That type of thing. Because they're kind of opposite somehow. Because, like, Neil's, yeah. like, very charismatic and he, like, people look to him as a leader, I mm-hmm. think. They did. And he's comfortable on stage. Yeah. And he... He knows who he, he know, is. Yeah, he knows who he is. And versus Todd is very unsure. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the dichotomy between them. What? They're cute. They are cute. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well be together. I know. That right, this listen, movie's heartbreaking. Neil has big gay energy. They all do. He's a theater kid, first yeah. of all. Yeah. And they all do, honestly. <laughs> they all do. But, like, even, like, his, like, art could be compared to, like, oh, you know, theater. Like, that's pretty... Coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his parents not accepting him. I'm yeah, it's saying. very it's very easy to make that saying. You might as well yeah, just say it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like just every, every episode. Every like, episode. They're yeah, gay. Yeah, a segment of Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, guys. They're, they're all, all gay. gay. That's it. But yeah, I that's what I picked up on mostly. Yeah, you're right. There are a couple there's a couple scenes and they're just like Yeah. I mean obviously I Knox has his like whole wooing. See that's Yes. So like okay, so we talked about Todd and I guess we talked about Neil. So we can talk about Knox, Knox the Romeo, I guess, if you will. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was cute up until he like nuzzled her forehead while she was asleep at a party. Yeah. That was kind of weird, but... It was weird, but it was also, like, the romantic is, like, just telling... He just never gives up. Yeah. And you're just, like, waiting for the girl to give in. Yeah. Which is, I'm kind of like, that's yeah. not... That's, that's not I romance. mean, if she says no, like, he just kept pursuing her that's over true. and over. I've never understood that. I've never understood... And at one point, it was awkward when yeah. he, like, shows up to her school and, like... Yeah, does this, oh my god. To him, it's, like, romantic, and she's like, this is, uh... Oh my god, I'm literally... Weird. Yeah, I've barely expressed interest in you. We've I spoken, know. like, three times. I know. <laughs> and then, by the end of the movie, th- she's, like, happy and they're together. Yeah. So, what is that teaching kids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, like, never give up? Uh, like I, that's that not a good mindset. romantic pursuit. No. Yeah, no. It should be mutual. It should be very much mutual. Personally, and like, like yeah, I Yeah, there is, like, a level of, like, pursuing or interest or whatever. Yeah. But it's different. I don't get that. If, if someone rejected me, I'd be like, great, never talking to you again. That's you. true. Goodbye. He's But that's where he gets that conference from Mr. King to, like, seize the day. So that he just keeps going after her and after her and after her over and over again. A little much. Well, a little much. A little much. It's a lot much. <laughs> like, they're cute. You could have handled it better. But it was, you know, kind of like, oh, he, like, wrote her a poem. Like, what did he call her? He, like, I don't know. He said um, something. He had, like, lines about her or whatever. Yeah. And his poem. And... Yeah. What? Is that basically Knox's entire journey? He, like, gets the girl at the end? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess they wanted to include romance, and that was the best they could do, <laughs> apparently. 
Um, we can talk about Charlie then. Charlie. His uh, very mildly alarming cultural appropriation. <laughs> At, oftentimes. <laughs> I was like, uh, I think he was hilarious. Yeah, but like, why are you doing this? Like, the whole Native American thing uh, yeah. didn't click with me. Back then. <laughs> In the 80s. <laughs> In the 80s. It's fine. They Reagan was president, so I guess racism was okay at that time. Yeah. Talk about Reagan. Yeah. I hate him so much. You hate Ronald Reagan. I hate him so much. But Charlie, his general demeanor is very, like, laid back, carefree, and he just, he he's able to seize the day like no one yeah. else. Well, no, he starts out as, like, you know, that kind of, like, cool guy who makes fun of everyone. Like, he's, like, the... Yeah. But then he's, like, you know he's what? He's also a try-hard, in my opinion. He, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, he just takes Mr. Keating's advice and just runs with it yeah. full speed. Yeah. And he just really wants to impress him, too. That's true. I think that's his little low self-esteem part. It's like, I just want to impress Mr. Keating. <laughs> I just want him to think I'm cool. <laughs> That's where yeah. he's, he's, like, a little immature. Yeah. A lot of the points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although, I feel like at the beginning, he was, he struck me as the kind of kid to, like, think, oh, you know, English, it's not cool. Like, that's not what cool kids do. But yeah. then, like, once he's like, oh, this is the status quo, okay. Yeah, this is you know? fun. Just... So, I, I feel like it's more, he just does what he wants instead. Like, that was always yeah, his personality, true. but instead of, like, just putting on this facade and like being you know the person who appears like he does what he wants he actually just does what he wants and realizes that hey i can like yeah be accepted for being myself right and he's willing to go that extra mile and he gets expelled because of mm-hmm. it because he defends mr keating and yes. doesn't want to sign the paper yeah. and like you got you have to admire him for that oh definitely for he's definitely very loyal and wants and he'll defend mr keating no matter what yeah which yeah. Makes you think, what did his parents think of that? And That's true. How was he raised? That's true. Yeah, the difference. Yeah, because he's very open. and mm-hmm. Again, like, he does the thing, puts it in the newspaper for girls to come to the school. Yeah. So he's directly defying authority. Yeah. He's like, this is, which it makes you question, like, does he actually care if girls come into the school? Or does he just want to, like, cause this little drama that's, scene? Uh, yeah, just to, honestly. Just to show off. And, yeah, like, that's a good Get question. to have this moment in front of the whole school. Well, maybe that scene could be contrasted with the way that he stands up for Mr. Keating. Because in this True. case, he actually cares about his cause. Yeah, and it's kind of like a closed doors thing. And yeah. He just does it. So that's the character arc. Instead of just getting attention, he... Stands up for what he what he believes in. True. Wow. Wow. Analysis. Analysis. I know. And what else? And he brings those girls into the their little meeting. Yeah. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I kind of hated him in that moment. Yeah, he was like parading like, them around. Yeah, like I maybe would like I like would hate him for like two two minutes of the movie, and then yeah. I'd like him again, then hate him. Yeah. He was like back and forth. Definitely. For me. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, yeah. teenage boys are just, like, a bundle of, like, hormones and frustration. Yep. And I guess some of them decide to express it through poetry. Yeah. Honestly, that's the most healthy outlet I can think I of. I know. <laughs> like, these young boys, they just grab this idea of poetry and they really connected with it. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Where like are these guys? young... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most young men could relate to that. I think, but their group was just so special, and it was, like, Ooh. not everyone in the classroom connected the same way to Mr. Keating. Well, yeah. Yeah. I Well, yeah, I guess. But I feel like they had the potential to. Because, everyone I mean, what is, what is English? What is, like, language and literature? It's just unabashed expression of yourself and mm-hmm. an outlet for many people yeah and it's it's a, it's a healthy outlet you actually you know unveil every, you just right. purge everything and most teenagers just kind of need a purging every once right. in a while so yeah i recommend journaling is the best thing in this entire person. world what? I, I like journaling when i have something to say yeah and i think everyone does it differently because my yeah. journaling is like Maybe three times a week, and it's not even about myself. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like write whatever, or 
or try to I don't know it's what? different for everyone sometimes I'll just like full on write like poetry but like it'll be bad <laughs> but it's I like doing that instead of writing full Kevin, sentences you cannot you physically do no, not have no, the capacity no. to write bad poetry I'm well, sorry but it's true I apologize if there's a bunch of bad poetry in here <laughs> but I have to tell you no 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 what I show you is what I think could be okay yeah. That's why I... You do not have a bad poetry bone in your body, okay? No. No. Oh, my God. I have to show you the book I wrote in eighth grade. Okay, eighth grade is so bad. We all had that moment in, like, middle school where we wrote a thing and And it was so, like, emo Yeah, no no, reason. No, we all had that moment. It was so bad. I... Yeah, we all had that moment. And the poems were really short because I was into, like, that Rupi Kaur set. Yeah. I don't know how to say her name. But remember her? Milk and Honey? Right, yeah. which would be super short, all lowercase, and like, that's grabbed onto my mind for some reason. <laughs> um, but not anymore, I think. Okay. I hope. Anyways, journaling. Yeah. But. I think writing poetry. It doesn't have to be good. Right. Like, my, my journaling is full of weird poetry things. Like, yeah. so I don't even write about my day. I've never written about my day. Or, Although, if you're into that. If you're into that, right. So, or sometimes I'll write a little moment of what I'm feeling, but I'll put yeah. it in, like, a poem or, like, just make it, structure it differently. But honestly, just, like, write whatever. I my method of journaling, it's not physical. Everything that I do is, like, digital, but mm-hmm. it's in my school notes for some reason. Yeah. But, like, digital. I have, like... I, like, hear, like, something, like, a quote or something, or, like, I have a thought. Yeah. Like, the other day, I I have several notes, but they're just open in, like, my task. Yeah. So, like, if this is stupid, but, like, I was just, like, why do Hillary and Bill Clinton have so, like, they have similar names. Like, just Billary and Hill Clinton. <laughs> Billary and, and Hillary. And Bill and Hill. Willary and Hillary. and, and William Hill. and Hillium and... Billiam and Hillium and, and Will and Bill. It's, no, it's, Will and Hill. It's the I-L-L yeah, part. I just wrote that down a bunch. For some right. reason. I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> leave my mind. Or, like, I do have, like, a collection of, like, poems that I just do for, like, thoughts brain dumping. But yeah. mostly it's, like, here's an open note and let me let me talk about it. Yeah. And it Like, I, I, I heard this quote by Prince. It was, like, okay. So, like, one, for some reason... It was, like, on a red carpet, and, like, one of the announcers is like, how are you feeling tonight? And he was like, I feel with my hands, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I had to write that down. That's awesome. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's my form of yeah. journaling. And then I just, like, handwriting things out. I don't like it makes me feel handwriting. better. I prefer typing. Everyone's different. Yeah. That's what we're learning. Maybe I just have bad handwriting, so... I don't want to I mean, like, go I back and don't read write that. Neat- I'll write neatly for notes, but then if I'm just journaling, just go crazy. I think what happened is you you did cursive in school. Yeah. Right? How long did you do cur- cursive for? Uh, maybe like two years. We so did it from third grade to like sixth grade. Yeah, because I was only at that school for two years. Okay, yeah. I don't and know if this was a regular thing, but like in my school we did it for the longest time and they're like you're really gonna need this in the future you're gonna thank us later like you're gonna use this for everything and I feel like it just like I took it with me even after we stopped doing it yeah I started connecting yeah my writing is very loopy yeah they didn't even try to justify it at my school we had like a handwriting grade and they didn't even try oh my god it was so bad and we were just like we had like this composition notebook and we'd practice writing all like the spelling words of the week in there and like just a bunch of r's my r's apparently you couldn't have a little loop in the top part of it it had to be straight down you know cursive r yeah how it goes up yeah down yeah i would loop it it. yeah but you're not supposed to (laughs) so then our teacher would be like you have to make the straight down it was weird I never questioned it until after. Yeah. I mean, they forced us to do every every class. Right, everything had to be in cursive. And then there'd be, like, a special assignment. Our teacher would be like, you don't have to do this one in cursive. <laughs> and everyone would be like, yeah! <laughs> It'd be, like, maybe, like, a rough draft or, like, a worksheet or something. You don't have to do it in cursive. I'm pretty sure with us, like, they told us the grade that we'd be in when we're done with cursive and so we just like counted down okay, <laughs> one more year until, until we're done with cursive guys education is so you know, the education is 
so You also weird. had to take Latin. You had to take, you had to? We had to take Latin for like grade eight. Wow. Do you remember anything? No. Carpe diem? Carpe diem. <laughs> I remember uh, Deus is God because I went to a Christian school, so we said that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was titled one of the Latin scholars when wow. we like, graduated from Latin class because I got all A's in that class. Wow, yeah, Kayla knows Latin. I know Latin. Did it help you in Spanish? No, I still can't remember Spanish that well. Uh, hola. How is <sighs> Bien. Bien. Nope, that's fucking French. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just mix them all, all right. together. All right. Mix them all together. Then you know that it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> we should do Hannah Montana. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't want to watch through all of this. How realistic is Hannah Montana? <laughs> If you were a teenage girl and you had a double pop star life, how and I had a blonde it? wig, a blonde, no one would, <laughs> <laughs> no one would believe that I'm yeah. a different person. It's it's like Clark Kent and Superman, like right. You put on a pair of glasses and all of a sudden it's different. Don't People know. don't even notice if I'm wearing my glasses or not. I don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so how would a pair of glasses That's work? Right. Yeah. People don't even realize if, like, I'm wearing my contacts one day or the glasses the next. Yeah. Nothing. No yeah. one notices. Oh, my gosh. And when, like, when I first got contacts in sixth grade, I, like, had to go up to my friends and be like, look, I'm not wearing glasses. They're like, oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I only notice, like, if I see your glasses, like, sitting somewhere, like, in your room. Like, huh. Yeah, I'm like, oh. But they're not on her face. They're not on her face. I <laughs> Which think, I think I look so different without my glasses. No, you do, but like, but, I'm used to seeing you with both, so. Yeah, so people don't realize. Yeah. How did, how did Superman get away with it? That's a good People question. are a lot stupider. He just stood very far from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so no one knew what his face looked like. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about... about Okay, Charlie. so how about we talk about, like, the institution itself? Is it, is this movie just kind of like a, a microcosm of the world, you know, society? Oh, of society? The world and I'd, the way that, like, It's like a microcosm jobs of... And, like, life tends to put people in boxes and, like, say that this is what you're expected to do because this is how society is. You're not supposed to think about it or question it. This yeah. is just how it is. And you see it in the headmasters. I wrote down this yeah. note. <clears throat> They're just a bunch of white suppressed men with giant sticks up their asses who want everyone to suffer as much as they are. Yes. And that's yeah. It. It's, I think it's like this traditionalist mindset of like, you work a nine to five job and you have a white picket fence and yeah. you have a wife 2. and two kids. kids. 2.5 <laughs> kids. A dog if you're adventurous. <laughs> and then that's your entire life. And yeah. you do that till you retire and then you die. Yeah, you pay off your house. You get a mortgage. mortgage. You, you go to Disneyland like once. Yeah, you have vacations every like three years. Uh, so like, oh, that makes me sad to think of like how planned out that life is I and know, how right? void of any enjoyment. Yeah. You're just a robot living. I feel like it's very. It's an American thing. It's yeah. very American. And thing. that's that's what these young boys. That's what they're trying to teach them. Yeah. To put them in this box of discipline and whatever that's going to do for them for the rest of their life. (laughs) Because, yeah, what Mr. Keating says, it's more important for them to just think for themselves and have that freedom of thought. And I think it has more to say just like, for me, at least, like the education system Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. And once you get this, you just get lucky once in a while. You have an amazing teacher like Mr. Keating. Yeah. And that's what, you just have to get lucky. Like in life in general, you just have to get because yeah. there's you're not guaranteed an amazing teacher who's going no. to reshape how you think about the entire world. These kids just got lucky, and mm-hmm. there should be more teachers like Mr. Keating. Yeah. Um, but I think that most high school administrators like think that that's what college is for. You know, free thinking happens in college. Ooh. Because I mean, if you think about college kids, they're very pretentious and like. Huh. Yeah, because it's your first time away from home. Yeah, and, and, like, you have, you probably have to take a humanities class, so, like, you have to think about things, and you're like, oh, wait, society, and all these things. Maybe there is, yeah. But then again, if you have that same mindset, yeah, not everyone can go to college. If you have that mindset in high school, you're very likely to just apply it to college again. 
like you no one's going to like force you to think outside the box or whatever in college that is true um but yeah they're just sitting there and be like do what you're told yeah the whole uh the four pillars of the school tradition honor discipline excellence yeah there's no, creativity yeah. is one of them <laughs> that's true so that's what they have if you could make a school what would your school look like if i could make a school yeah be like Hogwarts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that yes, like a, like a huge castle. Oh, true. And they're like, it's just beautiful. Well, at least a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a dream school. Hmm. Hogwarts somewhere in England. Oh yeah, definitely. So it'd be like a private school, preparatory yes. school, but it'd be fun. And you only get a letter sent carefree. when you're eleven, and uh-huh. then you can get in the school. Well, with the grading system grading system wow because then you're like well should you even give a quantity to young children's education yeah or should i just like <sighs> see then you're like you have to like dismantle what everything this is this is gonna <laughs> this is hurting my brain <laughs> I, I, I retract your question we're good yeah good. grading system there is no grading system okay. no there are no grades they're just people, and they get to learn what they want and do what they love. But then how are they going to find a job? <laughs> I think the problem with school is the whole, like, pass or fail mindset. Like, I feel like yeah. when it comes to failure, you should be given as many opportunities as possible. Yeah. Because, like, it's learning. It's not, like, sure, like, in life, you know, you don't always get, as like, a, an infinite amount of opportunities. But, like, when it comes to, like, actually learning things... Yeah, um, you do get an infinite amount. If you're yeah. like, if you're doing a hobby, if you're like trying to learn a language, right. every time you fail, it's just another opportunity to like get better. It's not like oh, I failed, so I'm stopping now. No, I know, and it's uh, there's just so many factors. Of course, because you get like a physical grade, and then you're like, well, I need this to get a job. So mm-hmm. like, some point they're like, I don't want to learn for fun. You have to learn to like just get through this class, which is very. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't get to choose what we want to learn, either. I think it's weird that, like, school is seen as, like, a direct track to a job. It should be separate from that. Like, education shouldn't be, the purpose shouldn't be for job. It should be for Well, we live in a capitalist society. It should be for learning. We live in a society. I know. So, like, every time I hear about, you know, like, the ancient Greeks and Romans... They would just be, like, sitting up there and just, like, like learning, we, learning, like, Latin and the classics. And yeah. They would just learn to learn. Yeah. And, I mean, they didn't have a... Well, they were, like, rich people. Got yeah. Got this privilege yeah. to do that. And they would just learn to learn and... But, I mean, there were, like, open libraries. Like, a lot of yeah. the Library of Alexandria and stuff. Right. Like, common people were fairly educated. That was the point in well, Greek society. Think, yeah. I think they were. They had the opportunities to be. Well, these common people probably are also, like, working jobs and doing Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people didn't have yeah, to Yeah, education is definitely... It's been privileged for so long in our yeah. society. It's maybe only recently that now it's, like, you need a college education. You need... People expect more, like, masters in higher education. Because so, more people are educated. Right, so it's more connected to your job mm-hmm. now more than ever. So, I don't know what the... But, like, for little kindergartners, it's, like, you shouldn't... I mean, in kindergarten, it's not like I felt... No one feels, like, academic pressure or whatever until, like... But parents can put it on them. Oh, That's yeah. why there's the whole competitive, like, my kid's gonna go to this pre-K because all the graduates went to Harvard. Yeah. That's a thing. I hate that. I know. And they're like, I'm gonna pay so much money per year for this private school mm-hmm. so my kid can get to this place. Yeah. It's weird. It's like some education, forms of education have become, like... Or approaches to it have become scams to get into college. I know. It's not even like we're not even trying to like actively present exactly who we are so that we can get into the college that fits us. Like, no, we're gonna present what we think they want. Yeah. And get into the college that we think it's gonna make like look good on our resumes. Right. So, so even even in the scam. even in the movie, the dad's like Harvard. Yeah. I'm like you don't have to go to Harvard to be a doctor. You don't. First of all, you yeah. can go anywhere. <laughs> 
And yeah, just college prestige, that's a whole other issue that makes me so mad. Mm -hmm. And then college is so expensive on top of that. That's true. And for some reason you need like this branding. Mm -hmm. Like you need to like brand yourself. Yeah. To you like to sell get jobs now. To colleges and jobs. That's yeah. Oh, capitalism. This is awful. How did we get ourselves here into this world? Why could we just like <laughs> live on a farm somewhere? Yeah, and all be equal and happy. And well, like, learn for fun. I mean, that's not what America was founded on. America was founded <laughs> on a group of elites being like, we want to keep the money and power that we have, so we're gonna write some laws so that we can keep the money and power yeah. that we have. Yeah, fuck poor people. And then we went from there. <laughs> we went from there. It hasn't gotten any better. Like you said, we just need to all live. On a farm. Yeah. With the, well, I guess just women. But just women. And a, we raised children in Italy. together. Yeah. And we have a garden. We have a garden. And we, it's communal living. Communal living. We cook our food together. Yes. There's no currency. Yeah. There's just love. <laughs> that would be so great, but no. I don't think... I don't know. You heard it here first, folks. You Trauma heard it here first. Is an, an advocate for the lesbian society. Yep. So hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested, yeah. <laughs> I'll start a sign up somewhere. Just DM us on Instagram. Yeah. But then you have to be so... Pr- where are we going to get the money That's from? True. Need to find some rich people. Go fund me. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we'll just... If, you know what we can do? We can like... Make a YouTube channel and monetize it. Make a YouTube channel? That's how we fund it. <laughs> to show the world that, hey, maybe this isn't that bad of an idea. I know. Um, so. How accurate was it prep school-wise? I think it was a fairly accurate movie. Sure, it was, yeah. like, dramatic. They had, like, their uniforms and their, yeah. their lunchroom. But it's also, it also became the benchmark for that, like, oh, fun English teacher changes kids' life. You know, that, like, cut out. Yeah. I don't think think they started it. I don't think it's cardboard cutout. No, 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 I'm saying, yeah, that was, like, the benchmark. That was the movie that began the whole, like, Uh, Yeah, and, well, it's more powerful because I think it's just, like, the power of education in general. True. Yeah. No, that movie is. Compared to other, I mean, I haven't seen any other iterations of it. Um, I'm sure there are. It makes sense. 